welcome to another episode. Uh, I actually, this is going to be one of those, we've done it before, where I want to go through some leadership stuff and have, so like everyone listen and watch and put on your, your leader hat. Here's the diving board we're going to jump off of. I don't like diving boards, but. This is the high dive. Mm-mm. No, thank you. Have the a nice day. undisciplined leader. The undisciplined leader. Some folks will say, I am not undisciplined. And some folks will say, I am completely undisciplined. So I thought, let's talk about what does an undisciplined leader look like? What what are attributes about that person? And so um, we're going to do an analysis. I'm not going to actually do it. I'm going to read through the analysis okay. that was done. Okay. Um, that Are there warning signs for you and I to know that ah, we've become not just a leader, mm-hmm. we've become an undisciplined one? Mm-hmm. Um, and can you change that? So, uh, Hoops Hype, Hoops Hype, which I know you're not familiar with. I don't know. Uh, did a leadership is. article based on Shaquille O'Neal. It, wait, help me know what it is. That I need to know what it is before I understand what they did. Are they like, an, 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 I know that Shaq played in the NBA. So is that like an NBA magazine or is it a think tank? Yeah, or? Hoops, Hoops, Hoops Hype is the, is the, is the... <laughs> What the clue? What uh, no, I said I know it's an NBA thing, my love. No, not just NBA. But oh, yeah, yes. Okay, what are they though? Are they a research firm? Are they a magazine? Magazine, thank you. Basically. That's all. I just wanted Basically. to know who was giving me the information. Okay. They did a leadership article <laughs> on Shaquille O'Neal's life. Ugh. If you don't know who Shaquille O'Neal is, uh, considered one of the best um centers to have played basketball very tall very very tall <laughs> changed the game of sorts because he not only was in the nba as a tall guy but he wasn't known just for his height he was known for his strength he was a big dude mm-hmm. when you think yeah. of the word giant shack comes to mind because he's tall but he's wide as well and strong he's got a lot of charisma too that was yeah, he's he just always been funny yeah. and fun that's I, I that's how i knew him when i was a kid because i was like ooh you're funny so if you didn't follow basketball way back then which a lot of people may not have followed I did. basketball i used way to collect basketball okay. cards what was well known about shaq <laughs> yeah is that shaq was an undisciplined basketball player and i will actually tell you we're not tattling on Shaq. We're not talking bad about Shaq. Shaq has actually addressed this and talked about this quite a bit. How while he was a basketball player, he was incredibly undisciplined and basically relied on his skill set that he was mm-hmm. born with and just how God made him. Mm-hmm. His big sheer and strong, size, yeah. right? So he talks about this. Okay. And that's why I think the article was able to be done because it was a bit in connection with him and cooperation. Yep. So here's what they said about Shaq while he was dominating basketball, but not dominating it as much as he should have. Okay. Here are the habits we can learn from one of the most physically dominated yet underachieving athletes ever in basketball. Underachieving, huh? Yeah. Interesting. One, when Shaq played basketball, uh, did not respect authority. Throughout his career, and it's kind of funny to laugh, Throughout his career, he only respected one coach, Phil Jackson. Think about that. Why, Think about why, all the why coaches he had. Why would he have done that? Well, it's it talked about is he would regularly come across a coach that he had a difference of opinion about. Mm-hmm. And when the difference of opinion occurred, 
Shaq didn't just say, well, we're just going to have to agree to disagree. Mm -hmm. You're in charge. I'm not the coach. Mm -hmm. Shaq just tuned him out. So he started with the Orlando Magic, right? So Phil Jackson would have been with the Lakers? Yeah. Okay. Good job. And he used to be the Bulls coach, right? Yeah. I told you I loved NBA when I was growing up. I don't any. Yeah. So, okay. But I think it's just something awesome. for someone to think about right now. We're not going to belabor this fact, but if you're an undis- how do you know if you're an undisciplined leader? Is your problem always with those in charge of you? Yeah. You think you can do it better? Yep. Is, is who's like in charge of you yeah. always your problem? Or can you only find one good person in your life that has ever been in charge of you well? And likely it's because that person just never said no to you and you just always says yes. And so you thought they're fantastic. Mm-hmm. So... Do you respect authority if your problem is always with those in charge of you? The answer is probably not. Number two, regarding Shaq's life, he neglected the little things. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal was known on his style of playing basketball. Uh, He never enjoyed setting uh, what's called ball screens or uh, defending the pick and roll, which would mean Mm -hmm. um, there's plays in basketball where you don't get the ball you have to go help someone else mm-hmm. score. Mm-hmm. You're not going to score. Yeah. Shaquille. I did that a lot. I played basketball. Shaquille didn't want to do that. He didn't like the idea. He liked the glory. He, well, yeah. he just didn't like the idea of the little thing, like setting a pick on mm-hmm. someone mm-hmm. Uh, and then having to roll. And there's there's details in that. There's these little things that you mm-hmm. do. That well, if cre- you can dunk over everybody, right. why why waste your time on that? Uh, you're thinking yep. just like Shaq. And well, no, th- that's what I'm saying. He was probably thinking is... Yeah, and Let so in an undisciplined it. way, he was like, the little things don't matter because yeah. I know what to do. Yep. Uh, but neglecting the little things. Uh, so when you think about just regular world customer service, mm-hmm. cleanliness, uh, they say they organization. say organization. Uh, well, yeah, organization stuff. They say that ba- the bathroom in a store mm-hmm. is the number one uh, reason people return or not. I, I understand that. Yeah. So little things though. Mm-hmm. That's a small detail. You're thinking, wait a minute, I didn't start this business mm-hmm. uh, to make sure that people could have a clean bathroom. I started this business to sell this product yeah. or to do this thing. Or or if you're a dentist, I, I started this business to fix people's teeth, not for them to have this amazing experience in the bathroom. However, mm-hmm. it's a small thing that it turns out to be a big thing. It's honor. So Jack did not respect authority. He neglected the little things. Uh, another thing about Shaq... Um, his he damaged relationships with other high performers. Mm. He struggled when there were people around him who were also high achievers, who did well, mm-hmm. who also deserved to be shooting, guarding, um, having articles written about him, and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Uh, in fact, his his destructive relationship with Kobe Bryant yes. is legendary. Yes, um, that came about when Kobe Bryant uh, tragically died. Um, in that uh, helicopter crash, right? Or was it a plane mm-hmm. crash? Uh, and and that brought, again, the light that it was going to be interesting with with Shaq. And I'm um, grieving, obviously, someone he, he had spent a lot of time with. Mm-hmm. But what was what was detailed throughout their career and post the career that they couldn't get along, and it appeared to mostly be this undisciplined leader we know as Shaq, where uh, Kobe was a threat. Mm-hmm. Um, and very disciplined in in terms of basketball. Yeah, yeah. And one of the unfortunate things about Shaq, one of the legacies he's going to leave, 
uh, unfortunately, is that he'll have left broken relationships mm -hmm. in his wake. Yep. As he went about accomplishing things, and like most people who ever watch basketball, like man, you're so good, you're so good, mm -hmm. but uh, undisciplined in the sense yep. of just didn't seem to be okay with people around him that were thriving. And that's a question I think we should all ask ourselves. What happens when someone around you gets credit, justifiably so, mm -hmm. achieves and accomplishes mm -hmm. and wins? Mm -hmm. If you can't celebrate other people's wins authentically, I'm not saying yes. fake it, right, authentically, right. Uh, you probably lack some discipline that you need to address. Mm -hmm. Four, Shaq, misused marginal time, margin time. Um, the the practice habits, the margin time, the outside of the games, the stage. Mm -hmm. uh, Shaq was known as not a very good guy to uh, practice with. So that, that hey, let's get better. Let's, let's, mm -hmm. let's work on this one play. The goals weren't the same, no. for sure, yeah. Let's, let's just fine-tune some things. Yeah. This extra time, uh, he, he would create conflict, um, he wouldn't work as hard. There would be some things that he didn't want to do that mm -hmm. while everyone else was doing it. Mm -hmm. And so he would just would misuse that time. Mm -hmm. And I think that's common in the workplace. They say that in the workplace that uh, most, most businesses have, uh, they're trying to figure out, you're not getting a hundred percent out of your, mm -hmm. your teammate that, that there's this marginal time they're misusing. Mm -hmm. um, we see it all over everywhere, every uh, part of life, uh, our margin time, what we do with it, mm -hmm. how we utilize it. You will find if you're disciplined or undisciplined on what you do with your margin time. 100%. You're not super on the clock. Everyone's watching time the other time. Well, I think most people in our culture today are procrastinators too. And so that that even perpetuates that, that misuse of time because they're relying on their natural giftedness, but not trying to even get better or steward it in a way that that develops it even more, Ugh, which is just really laziness. But yeah. <laughs> So here's an interesting thing. The fifth thing, the interesting thing here, unreliability. That was another one oh, for, for yeah. uh, Shaq. He was considered uh, unreliable. He, he, so one, because he misused his marginal time, mm -hmm. um, often led to uh, unnecessary injuries mm -hmm. because he wasn't really taking care of himself like he should. And so statistically, uh, 11 out of 18 seasons, mm -hmm. which you mathematicians, that's over half of his career, um, he sat out almost 20% of those mm -hmm. games each of those seasons because of injuries that he could have prevented. Which is regular movement and yeah. stretching and activating those for sure. So uh, he, unreliable, even in the sense of, which was, so he was a horrible uh, foul shooter. Uh, so when you, in basketball, if you don't know this, when you get fouled, you shoot. Free throws. Free throws, you yeah. you. Uh, and I'm laughing because it just was story after story of can Shaq hit a free throw? Uh, in, Which is like the most fundamental. Titus is in fourth grade and has been playing for years now, and that's like the number one thing. Well, it's called a free throw. Uh, <laughs> so, but he was considered in, incredibly unreliable in a part of basketball that's supposed to be one of the most reliable parts of it. Fundamental. <clears throat> and so, in fact, so much so that he changed the game of basketball because of it. Um, if you watch basketball now, there's actually a technique that a team will utilize. Mm. Uh, if they need the clock to stop so they can score more points, they will begin to foul the worst foul shooter uh, in order to get huh. uh, advantage. That started with primarily learning that 
teams would start to foul Shaq with like four or five minutes to go. So then you become a liability yeah. even. Yep. Oh. So um, wow. how does this apply to you? Uh, your health, emotionally, physically, spiritually, mm -hmm. will determine your reliability. And you're an undisciplined leader if you're not paying attention to your health because you're not, that means you're not paying attention to your reliability. A sixth one, lack of boundaries. Yep. Uh, apparently, Shaq struggled with boundaries. Um, he was known for his bad eating habits. Um, he was known for his infidelity. Uh, he was known for his bad spending habits. Mm -hmm. He was known for his bad use of time. How unfortunate is it that he's just so well known for this? Even yeah. though he's a Hall of Famer, kind of like well, amazing. He, he's on almost every commercial that I ever see. Yeah. But he's and, known for this. Right. But, right. but And this was more in his playing career. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so so he's known to have out of control temper. And I, I think when you're looking at how am I leading the people around me, one of the one of the ways to go about that is to say, how am I doing with boundaries? Yeah. Like, like am I overindulging? Mm -hmm. uh, am I over speaking? Mm -hmm. um, am I overusing? What? Whatever it is, but mm -hmm. <clears throat> it, it's something worth looking at. Lack mm -hmm. of boundaries, lack of boundaries. Um, undisciplined leaders have areas in their life that uh, that they often can get a picture of, oh, no, mm -hmm. uh, I'm way out of bounds there. A uh, seventh one, lack of focus. That kind of is a part of, I, when I was reading the article, I was like, well, that kind of spells out a lot of this other stuff. But mm -hmm. to give you some more color, the, the reason the article put it out was Shaq did movies, music, um, you know, he, he did rap. <laughs> I don't remember this. Yes, he did. Was he in that movie with Michael <clears throat> Jordan and all of the cartoon characters? He might have been. I forget. Space Jam. <clears throat> Here's your chance. Do your dance. Yeah. He was in a reality show. Space Jam. Uh, so just throughout his career, uh, his team could, could regularly not count on him regularly. Mm -hmm. Lack of focus. Uh, when you look at what you're involved in right now, yeah, are you overextended? Mm -hmm. Did you sign up for too much? Did you say yes to too much? Um, sometimes you have to say no to wonderful things, great opportunities. Mm -hmm. And the purpose is so that you can stay focused on what you need to do. A mm -hmm. uh, good book, if you don't know what that means, read Good to Great. It's a good book. Number eight, commitment. Mm -hmm. um, one question we have for Shaq. Why... Did Shaq, the most dominant player of his era, play on six teams? Because nobody wanted him. Not necessarily. But everybody wanted him. Yeah. And so we wondered sword. about his commitment. Uh, it, was, it was consistently called into question where um, commitment, and what was he committed to? Was it a person? Was it a championship? And uh, when you look at your loyalty... Are you constantly changing jobs, constantly mm -hmm. changing careers? Friendships. Yeah. Yeah. That can reveal Even that restaurants, you... churches. I, I pay yeah. attention to that with people oh, yeah. that I know. It's oh, like, yeah. wow, you, you're you moving on really fast. Or, yeah. When you're it's constantly crazy. changing um, or, or just hopping, uh, it's a sign that you're an undisciplined person. Yeah. Uh, nine, we're going to do 10. Nine, uh, dysfunctional personal life. Uh, his home life was was well documented and just dysfunctional. Mm -hmm. 
And I think oftentimes it's, it's like, are you undisciplined? You're like, no, work's great. Work's great. Yeah. Doing great at work. Yeah. I'm exercising. I'm doing all this. This is all my, yeah. But what about home life? Right. Like, are, are you, are you compromising the only legacy that you actually have? Yeah. The, the, those core relationships. Ugh. Yeah. The 10th one, the 10th one, satisfaction. Uh, he seemed to be incredibly satisfied with like a certain level that he shouldn't have been satisfied with. Mm -hmm. And you're undisciplined if, if where you've just decided to attach a lid that didn't have to be there. Yeah. Good enough. It's good enough. Unknowingly in essence, um, deciding, yeah, that'll be, that's enough. That's so, are these 10 habits that you're struggling with? Are, are these things that you're, um, and I think just you can go and review on this. I, I want to turn the page a bit and, and not not try to convict anybody, but I want to take you to scripture. And as you're beginning, because this is the point of this whole talk is is this podcast, The Undisciplined Leader. Uh, Mark chapter five, uh, what's following Jesus costing you? Let's just, let's turn the page. Mm-hmm. And let's talk about your relationship with Jesus. How undisciplined is that? Mm-hmm. Um, what's your, what's following Jesus costing you when Mark 5, 15 through 17, when they came to Jesus, they saw a man who had been possessed by the legion of demons sitting there dressed and in his right mind and were afraid. Um, Jesus has healed this guy. He's, he's cast demons out. Those who had seen it told the people what had happened to the demon possessed man and told about the pigs as well. When the people began to plead with Jesus, then the people began to plead with Jesus to leave the region. If you don't know the story, Jesus has, has freed this man from a, from a demons. Mm-hmm. And the details that I've left out here on purpose is that Jesus opted uh, to send those demons into a bunch of pigs. Mm-hmm. Uh, farmer, farmers own these pigs. Mm-hmm. And what happens is the people are do not celebrate that this man has been freed of demons. Mm-hmm. They lament that they've lost their pigs, mm-hmm. their, their, their financial income, their sure, source of all sure. that. Kind of stuff. And I think it's a good illustration that sometimes we don't celebrate um, what should be celebrated. Instead, we lament what we shouldn't be lamenting. Yeah. Because it's what it our costs priorities us something. or our goal. Yeah. Because it costs us something. Yeah. It took it, it it literally, it literally, maybe financially, maybe uh relationally, mm-hmm. emotionally, it costs us something. And I think in the world of are you disciplined or not mm-hmm. regarding God, one of the main areas of our lack of discipline with God is we've tried to remove the need to sacrifice mm-hmm. or take losses. And I would say that as a pastor speaking, is you will become incredibly undisciplined in your relationship with God. It will become very self-serving, um, treating him like a genie or a vending machine or just like he exists only for you. Mm-hmm. If you've removed, that cost should ever happen. Uh, here's what Jesus said to potential followers of his, Matthew 19, 21, sell everything you have and give it to the poor. Mm-hmm. Sell it to a filthy rich guy. Luke 14, 26 to 27. Be willing to never see your family again. Be ready to die. I mean, that's stuff that nowadays is like, you wouldn't ask me to do that. Do you know what I love about both of those, though, is that he's going to the, each one of us has different idols. Let's just call them idols or sure. things that we need. Because for some people, 
they're so desperate for success that they will not be great great with other people that have successes because they're longing for that for themselves. Jesus goes right to that was what was getting in the way of that rich young ruler's relationship with the Lord was money. For sure. And so, but that's what I love about the way that Jesus operated was he went right to the heart of it. And we need to, we need to do like a self audit of what is, what is standing in the way of me following the Lord like I should. And also just being a good, like Shaq was a terrible teammate, um, but they won games. But Mm -hmm. what, what was getting in the way? I love that. Yeah. That's a, it's a thing with, with, <clears throat> way society works is Shaq Hall of Famer, uh, world champion. Mm-hmm. So, well, you're successful. You did it. You yeah. got it. Yeah. However, what he knows is he didn't actually do all that he was capable of doing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, sure. Uh, are you saved? Are you going to heaven? Cool. Um, do you know the basics about God? Sweet. But what if God wants more? Mm-hmm. Because he knows the relationship could thrive. Yes, and I think so. It's it's undisciplined if you have halted that relationship. Mm-hmm. If you've said, "I'm only going past, I'm only going to this line. I'm not passing that line." Yeah. Um, I made a list once of the disciples. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna go through this list, and and I'm not trying to be over dramatic, but does that mean you're gonna sound over dramatic? Yes. That way you say- uh huh. <laughs> Jesus gathered. 12 disciples, mm-hmm. come follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. Invited them into the most game-changing moment in history. Mm-hmm. Three and a half years of following God in person. Mm-hmm. And who wouldn't take that, right? Yeah. In fact, we, we also know that other people just begin following. Mm-hmm. They're, they're like, yeah, I'm, we're, let's do this. But these 12... He invited in, and that seems like that's awesome. Do that. Go for that. Yeah. So here's what happened. Here's what it cost them. Andrew, who was crucified, mm-hmm. he was bound, not nailed to a cross, put on a cross. Bartholomew, beheaded uh, or whipped and crucified, head facing downward. Mm. James, the elder James, beheaded or stabbed with a sword. We're not sure. Interesting. Either one, I don't want James, the younger one, thrown from the top of the temple, then stoned and beaten with clubs. John, boiled in oil, but survived it. And so they didn't know what to do with him, so he was exiled to prison. And then eventually, as he was about to die, they sent him home, and he died at home. Jude, or Thaddeus, beaten to death. Judas committed suicide. Mm-hmm. Matthew, he was either burned, stoned, or beheaded. We're not sure. Peter, crucifixion in Rome with his head downwards. Philip, we don't know how he died. Simon, crucifixion or being sawn in half. There's two different accounts. It's fascinating. So I'm a history teacher by trade, and I love um, history But that's the perplexing, frustrating part is they died, and we know the reason that they died, but history just 
They say so much, and so just so you know, many there's many, so much drama surrounding it all. Many historians, because of so much drama surrounding mm-hmm. these individuals, mm-hmm. that lies begin to get spread, mm-hmm. and also they tried to uh, squash out some of the history. Well, but and right because it didn't, it looked poorly on the <clears throat> people that were doing the killing. But yeah. what cannot be denied is the reason why. Yeah, they because of the way that they lived their lives for the Lord. Thomas, the last one, stabbed with a spear. What I'm drawing attention to, all of them, all of them decided to follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. All of them had different connotations of what that might be. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I feel like led by the Lord to remind us all that we will be undisciplined in our relationship with God mm-hmm. the moment we say it can't cost me that. Yeah. Whatever that is. Yeah. What is following Jesus costing you right now? Mm-hmm. Um, you can use this stuff with Shaq about your business or your mm-hmm. whatever stuff. But my point was to bring you to this moment. Mm-hmm. I I don't want people saying about me and I don't want them saying about you what they say about Shaq. He was good. She was good, but could have been a whole lot mm-hmm. better, mm-hmm. but wasn't willing to take on the cost. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of it for the glory of the Lord. Yeah. Everything that we do over and over again in scripture, we're sure. reminded that every single thing we do is for the glory of the Lord. Heed these warning signs. Don't be a person mm-hmm. who's unwilling to take on the cost that God leads you into mm-hmm. because it's just worth it. I'm just telling you, it's just yeah. worth it. And uh, having a thriving relationship with him is worth whatever Amen. that will cost you. Yeah. Hope that helps you get off the fence if you were on the fence about that. Some of us do that. The cost has us perch ourselves right back up on the fence. Safety. Yep. yep. Well, thanks for listening. <laughs> it kind of seemed heavy. Ending with, here's how they all died. <laughs> I I love that we talk about it, though, because it's the reality that we often... I think we walk through the New Testament and then go, man, I bet those guys just lived out life just preaching and teaching and having everybody love them. No, ministry doesn't look like that either. That's what I thought. Oh, gosh, we're going to we're going to be in ministry and everybody's going to love us. Well, no, because it life is hard and and following the Lord can be hard. And I but I love that we talk about it um, because when we praise the Lord for their faith and their sacrifice in order to get the gospel to us. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah, we were talking. You and I were talking about retirement because mm-hmm. uh, someone else was talking about retirement. So it was interesting that the the calling that I specifically feel in my life. When will I stop mm-hmm. preaching? Um, my current plan. When I die. Mm-hmm. But in now, what capacity that might change? Sure, yeah. uh, opportunities will change. Yeah. Um. But. The, the current plan is not at the age of whatever. We're it's, not just going to go sit at an ocean somewhere. No. Our heart is to, in we be, might do that once in a while. In between sermons. We <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But, but to go be with people and share and show them who Jesus when is. When I stop showing people who Jesus is, I think when I, when, I don't know that I'll even try, I'll try not to even make that choice. Yeah. I just will. And then I'll find myself hopefully in his presence, recognizing, yeah. oh, but living life in a way too, and I don't want to get all cheesy, but living life in a way too, that even after death, what God did through you for the kingdom is still 
resonating in people's lives and hearts. Yeah. The impact. Yeah. Well, I hope I hope this might for those of you who have been processing is following Jesus worth it. It is. Yes. It's also difficult. Mm-hmm. But I'll go back to it is. It's worth it. Yeah. We love you very much until we get to chat with you next time. Bye friends. I need to stop doing that, David. I'm 41.